Wake up, wake up, 502. It is going down on a beautiful week zero Saturday morning. This is your boy Rashawn Myers, WXVW, Big X Sports Radio, and this is Wake Up 502, August 26, 2023, also known as College Football's Opening Act. It is going down. Now, tell me, when you hear that music right there, y'all, y'all already know that's, that only means one thing. I know that's the that's the old school theme. I don't know uh, what's be what's gonna be going on. Uh, you know how they're gonna open it this year, but you know when you hear that, you know it's college football. You know what it means. So uh, this is your boy Rashawn Myers, and we're gonna be taking care of you for the next couple of hours. Uh, we're gonna have a lot, a lot to discuss. Uh, we are T minus less than six days until University of Louisville uh, football is brand new. The Brom squad is going to be on the field, so we're going to talk about a lot about that. Uh, we're going to give some predictions. Uh, Leanne Herring is going to be back. You all know uh, Leanne is our college football uh, and, and just football in general expert. Um, she's going to be coming on to give picks. Um, she's going to be coming on to give her thoughts about just kind of the, the week zero slate um, as well as I want to get her thoughts on the University of Louisville and what she expects uh, from the team this year as we will be heading down to Atlanta um, next, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday morning. We're going to get down there. We're going to be down there in Atlanta at, at some point. I don't know if we're going down the day before or the, or the day of. We're still trying to get that uh, figured out. But we're going to talk to Leanne and see what she just thinks about the Cardinals. Uh, you know, I, I really want to know what she, you know, feels like the pulse is nationally for the University of Louisville. We've seen some very interesting trends uh, with L. They were kind of the – the sexy smart people pick as the team that's going to jump up and be better than we thought. And now we're kind of seeing a lot of uh, not necessarily backtracking, but definitely um, Louisville not getting nearly as much love as they were um, during kind of the middle of the summer. So uh, we're going to get into that. Of course, NFL uh, is closing down the the end of their uh, preseason work. Um, you know, we had uh, Malik Cunningham. Uh, he was back out there with the Patriots. Um, we've had a, a quarterback be traded, which I cannot believe. I cannot like. I, I need Haven Harrington's uh, thoughts on that uh, on Mr. Trey Lance. 
uh, and the fact that he's moving uh, and changing teams, I, I, I am uh, I am utterly in shock about that. But we're going to get into that a little bit more in hour number two. Of course, if you want to get involved, the best way to get involved uh, is to wake up 502 buzz line as well as the Thornton's text line, the Thornton's text line 502 502- 414-1450. Make sure you check out any of the uh, 83,742 local Thornton's locations for the best in gas, goodies, uh, donuts, uh, you know, little hot dogs on a stick. All of that. They, got, they got all that at Thornton, so make sure you check that out. But you can get involved on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, you can also give us a call on the Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, that is 502 384 1450 as well if you want to get in there and give some thoughts on, on anything you hear today um, but you know we have so much going on uh, so much in the world of sports I'm so excited for football to be back um, you know that there's just something about waking up and knowing that you're going to have some sort of college sporting event on the television for the next what it's August 26 now you won't uh, wake up without some sort of college athletic event, uh, you know, during the week until what April, uh, the first second week of April. So yeah, I mean, this is the roller coaster, y'all. This is how it gets started. Um, I am just so so pumped. Um, just for just for sports in general. I've been watching. Like I know a lot of people fuss and complain about um, you know, the preseason games and say they don't mean anything. Um, but a lot like uh. Uh, the, the Ravens coach said the uh, the other day, he's like, man, these kids are out here giving everything they have, you know. So, uh, you know, if, if you don't think that it means something to you, I think you're sadly mistaken. Uh, but let's go ahead and go uh, straight. We got the the the, uh, the buzz line uh, up and buzzing. Uh, the, who's on the line? I mean, who's this? Uh, jo- Joe Haven. Hey, I knew it was one of y'all too. Just, Haven Harrington's on on, uh, on remote, and of course, Joe Kelly is joining us uh, uh, live and in color uh, over there at the uh, at the Granville as as things are getting ready uh, over there. Joe, how you doing this morning, man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, doing great, and also shout out to to my good people down at the Greeny. Yes, uh, Rashawn, if you can believe this, I've had multiple coworkers. I heard you on the radio last Saturday. And I said, yeah, you can do that if you listen to the hours of 9 and 11 or find us on a podcast. It's crazy. And, and this young lady just looked me dead out and said, man, I thought you were full of it. <laughs> that, that seems like a very, very simple lie to get caught up in. Right. Like you just turn on the radio and be like, no, he's not there. He's lying again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the, but, uh, that's something that's easy to qualify, right? Right. Right, right. Like you can get to the you can get to the bottom of that one. You, that that's a that's a twenty minute episode of Perry Mason. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, because, you know, so sometimes, when, especially when you go out to, to, to the bars or you're hanging out, you'll be like, yeah, you know, I used to, uh, you know, put play ball with Michael Jackson back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we were, we were buddy. So some, something like that might be a little hard to qualify, but, you know, saying, hey, I'm on the radio every week. You know, like that's pretty easy to, to figure right. out. <laughs> in this finite time period, you can call my bluff. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. But I tell you what, Joe, man, we have so much going on. Happy week zero to you. Uh, you know, the, the things get going for real. Football! Yes! Football! I, I am I am so excited just to, to, to get this uh, season up and going. The Brom Squad is going to be getting ready to go down to the ATL. Uh, we'll be heading down there um, as well. And, and the, the best thing that I've uh, enjoyed about 
uh, what's going on uh, with with the the uh, the Deers over the last couple of weeks is outside <laughs> outside of the the terrible news of MJ Griffin going down. Um, with, with the injury that's going to look like uh, put him out for the year, haven't really heard anything else. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I take that as a good thing. Like, in the couple of weeks leading up to the season, Joe, I don't want to hear about anything happening. I don't want any news. No news. Like, no news is good news. Because <laughs> only yep. only thing you're going to get inside the the, the two weeks prior to the season is going to be bad news. Literally. <laughs> yeah, injuries or uh, ineligibility. Yes. Yes, yes. That's so, it. That's, a, that's, that's all you're getting. You know, because right, right now, you know, and, you have all, all the game installs going in. You have all the secret plays. Uh, you know, Jeff Brom's going to – the one thing I love about Brom is that you, you know there's going to be no less than at least 10 to 12, like, trick plays <laughs> every game. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, John Madden used to call it the trick em. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I used to love Mad- Maddenisms, but when he would say – you know, and you get the whole defense going left, and bam, you hit him with a trick him. <laughs> you come back left. Yes, yes. I mean, that, there's always something. You know, I mean, even in the spring game, uh, he, but you know, Brown pulled out the uh, the double reverse flea flicker. You know, like it, there's gonna always be something. I, like that's that's the thing. Like I, I remember, you know, back in the day, they would always say that uh, it used to be kind of the general consensus that the only way, kind of maybe a lower level team could could jump up and you know have any success against a, a good team or a big time team. You know, one of your Alabamas, Tennessees is. You know, you'll have out there and play all that tricky football. They'll go out there and throw out some reverses and wide receiver passes, you know. But the thing I like about Brian is he doesn't care how big the school is. I'm still pulling out all the stops. And that's entertainment. I mean, I, there's value in there, ain't it? In that, ain't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, I mean, there is something to be said about uh, a puncher's chance. You know, we all remember the, the Statue of Liberty play oh, yeah. against Oklahoma, the Boise State Cold. Oh, yes. But, and that was, man, that's 10 out of 10 entertainment factor. That's Absolutely. nine and a half, ten, just just good football and watching an upset. All I hope for, for with U of L is that they're competitive in every game they play. I don't expect them to win every one. Yes, I don't have crazy expectations for U of L football, but I want entertaining brand of football. I want Louisville to have a brand again. Yes, absolutely. Because we've had in the last twenty years, I, I feel like we've had two positive brands. We've had some bad ones under uh, Craig and Set. Or, uh, well, horrible under Craig, less than ideal under Set, I think is more fair. Set, we have a total bum. We can't have revisionist history. He won a couple games. He won some games. Yeah. He won enough to get to, to move on. He, he won enough to um, get the job at Cincinnati. So, hey, I, and I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> so, so grateful to the Bearcats. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll, keep the, we'll keep the keg and nails safe. Uh, you have fun with Flanders. We're good. Oh. We're good. And maybe, maybe should the stars align and all this goofy conference realignment, we can we'll 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 meet up and and smack you around and keep the keg again. But until then. That's Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? Everybody knows, you know, that, that Flanders audio is, you know, literally became a staple of the show. And don't you all worry. It's not going nowhere because you all will be getting weekly updates on what Cincinnati is going on just just so I can play the Flanders oh. audio. <laughs> oh, and Rashawn, don't think that, like, just because I've gotten better about lashing out publicly, don't think I'm still not petty. Yeah, okay. I've called all of my Cincinnati Bearcat alumni, fans, writers, bloggers, media people. I've been like, call him Ned Flanders. <laughs> he knows about it and he hates it. 
<laughs> he hates it. If that follows him throughout his coaching career, I will be satisfied. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what, Joe? I, I, I feel like I we I feel like we might take a little bit of the. Uh, uh, you know, the fact that he wanted to move on and jumped on the Cincinnati train, I just need to feel like, at least in small part, that Wake Up 502 was part of that with the, the, the Ned Flanders uh, moniker. Like, I, I, you know, even if it was just a little bit more to be like, you know what, damn it, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Man, of all the times that, that I've had messages from members of the coaching staff that it was like, oh, wow, that's cool. You know, the previous staff said Hey, man, big fan of what you're doing. Keep it up. You know, if you need anything, let me know. That's all fine and cool. Absolutely. But when a member of the athletic department approached me cackling <laughs> and said, he knows y'all calling Ned Flanders, dude, I, I stopped everything and said no. And this person said, yes, and he does not freaking like it. That's hilarious. Uh, and I said, well, Oakley, Oakley, then. <laughs> hey, come on, man! Everybody, I mean, he like, and, and that's the you know what, and, and this is the biggest thing, and this is the thing I've always said about Scott Satterfield. Like, while some people like, a, I'm letting y'all know this right now because I've heard a lot of people, a lot of radio personalities, a lot of media people, um, and just fans in general that when they talk about Scott Satterfield, you know, they almost want to see him fail up at Cincinnati. A, <laughs> I, I don't want to see him fail. Like I'm not cheering against Scott Satterfield. I personally, and I've said this, I feel like Sat is a very good coach. I think that he is a he is a good coach. I feel like his scheme, while a, a little bit more traditional, um, there's value in it. You know, the biggest thing that I always had an issue with Scott Satterfield was just the fact that he was just so conservative and he was just so buttoned down and just kind of. Um, yeah, the first man of a doorknob. Yeah, see, he was uh, he's like had, had the excitement of like paint primer. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, but he was a house plant. Yes, yes, and, and like, he's one of those. You're not Louisville. But the cool thing about him, you know, like the cool thing about him is he was one of those house plants that you didn't have to water. Like he didn't absolutely. need much. Yeah, no. Like he didn't. He wasn't outside of the outside of trying to get a raise. Man, he really didn't pull a whole lot of hinky stuff necessarily. It was just terribly boring. Super bland. Yes. Absolutely nothing that ever made Louisville exciting or intriguing or made kids in South Florida and, and parts of uh, Alabama say, hmm, who's this team playing on Thursday night? That was fun. <laughs> right. Um, it, he was just he was just very. That's how, but that's how Louisville football was built. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All that stuff's what led to Lamar. That's what led to the, to the BCS games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was the like you know, like I always say, the sensible salad, you know. But I mean, at the time with everything that happened after Bobby Petrino, if you know, I mean, Brom had the opportunity to come, and it wasn't the right timing for it, uh, you know. So we ended up going down the the Scott Satterfield path, and you know, for what Louisville needed coming off just a a horrible, horrible end to the the Petrino two era, I mean, he did exactly what we needed him to do. He stabilized the program. He had a big time turnaround in the the first season. Uh, then, of course, you did have the back-to-back -back, uh, losing seasons, losing the Air Force, which I will never forgive him for. Um, and then he came back and bounced back and, and found a way to get get eight wins and pull eight wins out of that team last year. You know, at the end of the day, I'm appreciative because at least he helped a quick turnaround and he was able to stabilize the program. So, like, for, but for that reason, uh, you know, 
I will, I you know, appreciate what he did, and I'm going to watch what happens up in, in Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati, this is their first year in the Big 12. Um, I believe they play Oklahoma the third game of the season. So, uh, you know, th- those Cincinnati folks, they're going to get a taste of, of power five. Yeah, yeah. You know, Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner ain't walking through that door. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's, it's, it's it's a heavy it's a heavy lift. It's gonna be a heavy lift. When my buddy when my buddy Scott asked me, all rivalry aside, man, I know how much you hate him because I follow you on Twitter. How bad is this hire? And I said, it it's everything for UC is up in the air. You know, you, they I, I told him y'all had a tremendous run. Um. Power five, it's a it's a jump. Get ready. Yeah, that's not the guy I'd want to make the leap with. And I'll just I'll, I'll say it like that. That's about the nicest way I can put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well the, you know, the way I would look at it is Ohio is definitely quote unquote Big Ten country. So the Big Ten, you know, just in my personal opinion, every time I think of the Big Ten, I think of boring football. So I feel like Scott Satterfield mm-hmm. will fit right in up there in Cincinnati. Like that, that there you go. That's what you all like. Yeah. <laughs> you the know? problem is, the problem is they don't play in the Big Ten. That's true. Exactly. They play, yes. They play in in the uh, shell of the Big Twelve. And I got to think some of those coaches and some of those offenses are going to have Scott Satterfield's mind melting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they're definitely, that's, that's, you know, your Iowa State's, Baylor's, you know, the TCU's, uh, you know, they're going to put, put some points. in a blender. You know, like they're definitely going to be some, some very interesting. But I, I, I am very interested to see exactly how, how Cincinnati does like I, I won't lie and say like uh, you know some people say like I don't care what he does I'm not going to be attention. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be if if Louisville's not playing I'm definitely going to be turning over and checking out some Cincinnati Bearcat games I'll probably see more Cincinnati than I've <laughs> probably ever watched in a single year just because I am intrigued to see how that whole maiden voyage goes you know like I, I, I might I might glance at the seventh bar in the t- or TV in the bar if uh, <laughs> Cincinnati's on but. Nah, man. Top like we got we got real football back. We don't have to watch Scott Satterfield anymore. Fair, man. fair. I know. We don't have to do that. <laughs> there, there, there's a bounty of other teams we can watch and, and identify up and coming coaches as you do every year. And go, hmm, man, who's who's calling that defense? Yeah, you seen the wrinkle in this? Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the schools that I'm I'm intrigued about this football season. Who's that? I want to see, and, and I'm not a fan of them by any means. Uh, but I want to see if Tennessee falls off, or if they just keep churning. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't exactly come out of nowhere last year, but nobody expected what they did. Yeah, no. I mean, t- Tennessee is definitely a team that you know we've been waiting for Tennessee to kind of get back, um, quote unquote, for a while. But you know, there's there's a you know a great deal of turnover. They lost their quarterback. They lost Jalen Hyatt. Mm-hmm. Their you know Heisman hopeful type or wide receiver who, by the way, is uh you know turned some heads uh, in this uh, preseason up in uh, with the Giants. Um, you know that they lost. You know Jimmy Callaway. We stole him away and then brought him up here. Uh, so you know I, I, Tennessee's going to definitely be dealing with some turnover. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how you know. I mean, w- with the transfer portal, it's it's this is the one thing Joe about college football and college athletics in general that's going to be fun is that like now that we are in the era of college free agency 
Like, you're going to start to see new big names kind of bust onto the scene for pretty much every top team, except for Clemson, because Clemson doesn't believe in the transfer portal, but everybody else does. <laughs> so, like, we, we get to see kind of like new faces and new places and, and kind of learn guys who've you know, popped up from, you know, lower level, kind of like Jamari Thrash did coming over from Georgia State to Louisville, you know, or, or guys that maybe were in a bad fit in, in at one school and now they're coming over to a new school or even a new position. I mean, heck, we have Joey Gatewood, you know, who played uh, quarterback at Auburn and, and UK, uh, wide receiver down in Central Florida. Now he's at Louisville and he's uh, going to have a chance to, if not start at tight end for Louisville, um, be a, a heavy, heavy contributor. So, I mean, it's it's the, the movement, that's going to be kind of like the new toy syndrome we're gonna have that pretty much every year for every team in college football you know so it's yeah which, which, go ahead i i think that's amazing for the players because there's so many guys and you know this you've been you've been scouting high school long enough and you've been watching guys that, that go and they just made the wrong damn fit or there was yeah. the wrong coaching change yeah and you know i talk about some of my buddies that were recruited by john l and bobby got there and he blocked them from, tra- you know, because when he got there, he just basically told them, there's not a spot for you. And if you want to transfer out, I'm not going to let you transfer anywhere in conference where they were getting looks from schools like Cincinnati. Um, and you're not transferring to UK, the other in-state option. Yes. Um, <clears throat> which, and this is something that, that we might not want to hear. I, I know a lot of guys whose belief when John L left and Bobby came in, the way that Bobby treated him, we want to go to Kentucky and beat this guy for two years. And he blocked their transfer there. <laughs> and they rode the bench at U of L. Yeah. Yeah. And they never saw they never even got in on special teams. And some people probably think I'm crazy when I tell them some of the best athletes on that on that team at U of L never even got on the field for whatever reason. Because the coach didn't like him. He didn't fit they didn't fit into his his philosophy. Right. Um, and that's, that's not fair because, you know, the reason I understand people get frustrated with the transfer portal and they say honor your commitment and this, that, and the other, but, you know, something that, that I kind of, I, I reckon with in life for some is that I, I think some of the worst advice you can have as an adult, as a kid, it's a good lesson to learn, but the whole quarters never win, man, to hell with that. Right. Quit your job, quit your spouse. Quit your homeowners association. <laughs> if any of these things are driving, are causing more stress than 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 health, get out of there, man. You only get one life, one chance at this life to be happy. So, so pursue happiness as long as you're not hurting anybody else in the process. If you are a college athlete, you only get this one time. This is your shot. And and if you get on the wrong staff, if you get on the wrong roster, you get on the wrong team. You're never going to get that opportunity to shine, and you and then you become a woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah, you become that dude, and your old and your hometown. The people say, "Man, what happened to him?" And some people cape up for you and say, "Coach was an ass," and other people will will just say, "Ah, oh, man, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't hack it." Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, and I do just want to let everybody know the thoughts and opinions of Joe Kelly do not reflect the staff and management of Wake Up 502, Rashawn Myers, WXVW, or anybody else when he says, quit your spouse. <laughs> or quit anybody else. <laughs> I will leave Joe to hang out there. All everybody time. but your kids. Yeah. <laughs> everybody <laughs> but your kids. There you go. You can't quit your kids. Yes. Everything yes. else, 
You can quit. <laughs> absolutely. It's no, okay. You, 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 Joe, you're absolutely telling the truth. And, and the, the tough thing about it is there are situations in both both areas, right? Like there there are definitely situations where, you know, a, a coach kind of is, lead, you know, leading with the iron fist and he had so much power that, you know, basically he could control those kids' collegiate lives to a point because they always hang that whole transfer you have to sit out a year uh, against you. <laughs> and, and they don't have that power anymore. And and what you're going to have is you're going to have some kids be able to jump into new situations and get into a better situation. But you're also going to have kids that do need to tough it out or that did need to just work harder in the offseason to get better. And maybe they were in the right situation, but maybe they just needed to, you know, kick up their effort level, focus in a little bit more, get in their playbook better. And maybe they would have been in the right spot, but they're not, you know, now now they've ruined it by trying to jump somewhere else thinking the, ga- the grass is greener. And then you're going to have a second coach tell you the exact same thing that the first coach told you so I mean it's going to be a double-edged sword it's going to go both ways where I think some guys are going to make the 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 right decision some guys are going to make the wrong decision but you know what at least it's their decision to make so you you know you have to hope that they have the right support system around them to help them make good decisions um you know and kind of go from there so you know I mean I think that's the way you have to look at it right yeah I just feel like fans a lot of times when they get angry at kids for transferring I think what happens is, all right, it's, it's like this. The Russ Smith story, you know, about him calling Big Russ and saying, I'm going to transfer to Manhattan, and Big Russ saying, no, you're not. Okay, that is an anomaly. Yes. You understand? That's like that's like somebody who says, I only bought one lottery ticket and I hit the Mega Millions. Yeah. You know? Or when if somebody's going to reply to me saying, if you don't like your job, uh, quit your job. Well, I've been at the same job since I was 18 years old, and I'm about to retire at 42. Congrats, man. Congrats. You found a good fit for you. Yeah. Not everybody is that fortunate at 18. Most people got to go through the struggle of bouncing around a little bit. Right. Right. So don't, get, don't conflate how awesome Russ Smith's story is, both from a personal level for Russ and as U of L fans. It's like, wow, that's just another caveat to how awesome this story and how cool and how everything has to come together to win a championship. Don't confuse that for being common, commonplace or even the practical expectation. Because most times when somebody wants to transfer out, they're done. Yeah. There's really no coming back from it. Yeah, I mean, you have to make the right choice. You have to measure that. So, you know, I think that these kids definitely need to lean on their their parents and the folks that are, the, you know, helping to make that decision so they can make a good decision. And you just hope that um, they are moving in the best interest of the player, best interest of the player and not necessarily just chasing, you know, the, the, the best NIL deal. I mean, because you don't want to have, you know, like what happened with uh, 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 Harold. You know, leave, uh, um, leaving. Well, not not well. Trent Flowers. That, that's another oh. one. But uh, you know, what, what happened with Tyler Harrell making that move to Alabama because he was chasing, you know, whatever this NIL deal. Everybody will tell you a different story about how much Alabama was offering in terms of NIL. But you know, Harrell ended up transferring to Alabama, chasing the NIL and chasing the, the the glitz and glamour that is playing for Alabama. Basically, sat on the bench the whole season, never really got to play, and now he's trans transferred out of there and uh we'll see him uh, uh you know at the end of the season playing with Miami uh if if he's healthy um hopefully 
But, you know, I mean, you know, you have those situations where you make made a wrong call. You know, you went chasing for maybe the wrong things when you were in a good fit. Because, I mean, one thing I know about Scott Satterfield is when he loves a player, he's going to make sure that you he throws the ball to you or run, gives the ball to you or, you know, lets you do what you want to do as much as possible. And I feel like um, Harold was in a great spot. I mean, Louisville get, threw the ball down the field to him at least, what, seven, eight times a game? At least. You know, yeah. like he was going to yeah. be featured. He was on a big, uh, you know, on a, a very visible team, a team that was going to have an opportunity to play. I mean, Louisville ended up having, you know, seven, eight wins um, last year, um, and, and he could have been a part of that. He goes to Alabama. Now nobody knows who he is, and he's transferred again, and now you're, you know, he's hoping to be able to make an impact in the splash at Miami. But, you know, you just never know. And, I mean, that that's kind of the other side of it to where if you don't make a good decision, now you're scrambling, and now, you know, you think what could have been and you know who knows I mean if you ask Tyler Harrell I mean you know if he gets down um, you know to the end of his college career if he does not have the opportunity uh, to make it to the NFL and maybe he's trying to kick around in arena football or something he looks back and says man if I would have just stayed at Louisville you know, and I had that big season with Scott Satterfield that last year maybe I can go to the NFL draft and have a chance to get drafted you know in the third fourth fifth round you know you know, man, his his transfer to that particular program at that particular position is one of the, the ones that I've just gone back and forth on so much because, to be honest with you, on one hand, the, the knee-jerk reaction is, dear God, no, man, you don't want to go compete with, with that roster. Right. Are you kidding me? Look at the NFL, man. That's all, that's, it's all Alabama wide receivers. Right. Everybody got an Alabama wide receiver. Like Oprah, man, you get an Alabama wide receiver. <laughs> you get an Alabama wide receiver. Yes, they're everywhere, man. They're like gremlins. Some Nick Saban pours Gatorade on them at night and they multiply. <laughs> um, but to, <laughs> I mean, it's, other, I understand the, other, the allure. I understand the allure because of that. The fact that Alabama put so many receivers exactly. in, in the in the NFL. You know, you think, man, I can be the next one. But the thing is, you got to remember, you're competing with pretty much all four right. and five star players that Nick Saban and, recruited. You know, but if but if that's if that's your player, you know, if you're his high school coach, you're his father, you're his mentor, you're a friend of the family. How do you not tell him? Hell yeah, son! You go in there with your hair on fire, and you kick the door in, and you take a job. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, but that's that's real life, right? Like, I mean, you have to make Mm -hmm. you have to make big decisions in life. You know, you have to decide. You know, is this the job I need to stay at? You know, this job over on the uh, the other side sounds like it might be pretty good. Um, you know that there's, you know, they're talking nice, and I've heard people, you know, I've checked it out. So I mean, you know, you make decisions. Sometimes it's a good decision to go ahead and make that move, and you're happy you made the move. Other times, you know, you you uh, trade trade out jobs, and you don't like it so much. And next thing you know, uh, you know, a, a couple months back later, on LinkedIn, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the, these kids are getting a taste of real life. Honestly, you know, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is is the white collar transfer portal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 
You know, <laughs> updated. You know, Joe Kelly has updated his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> oh, what's that mean? You know, what's right? Mean? We got to get the plane tracker out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, honestly, I mean, so, you know, I mean, this these kids are getting a taste of what it is like in the real world. And, I mean, the, there are high stakes when it comes to guys that, you know, have an opportunity um, to, to possibly, you know, go to the pros and make a lot of money. But you have to figure out the, the proper fit for you. You have to figure out the best moves. I mean, the transfer portal, I mean, that's that's the other part of it, though, right? I mean, they talk about the college basketball transfer portal, and they said 40, you know, I think 40% of the kids that went into the transfer portal are still in the transfer portal and don't have a landing spot. You know, I mean, so that's the other part of it, too, is, you know. Can, so, any, so, of them handle the, can any of them handle the ball? Right. You, you know, you would think that if 40% of the kids in there are still in there, surely somebody, <laughs> surely somebody, oh, you know, can, can, can do, you, you would think. But, I mean, that, that's the other part of it. Sometimes when you're playing musical chairs and that music stops, somebody ain't going to have a chair. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. so it's all a gamble, man. It, it, there's there's so much to it, and, and there's so much that happens with it that these kids, um, you know, are, are going to be playing a bit of Russian roulette uh, with some of these things. But, you know, I, I, the, hey, that's life. That's life. Uh, you know, for Harold, I thought it was a bad move um, for him, especially because it seemed like Alabama just kind of did it on a whim really late in the process. Like there was, you know, th- there was probably, you know, late June – when they was like, okay, yeah, you can come on over. You know what I mean? It wasn't even like one of those things where they made him, it felt like they made him a priority early. It was kind of like, okay, uh, the, the five other receivers that we wanted to try to steal from somewhere decided to go elsewhere. Thank Jordan Addison, the kid from Pittsburgh who ended up USC. They tried to get Addison to come over. Addison, you know, decided to go um, to, to USC SC instead, and that was a good move for him. I mean, he's killing it in the NFL now. You know, so it wasn't like Harold was their first choice. And it was kind of like that. All right, come on, fine. You're the last one left in the bar, so <laughs> I guess that, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like three to nine and closing time. <laughs> so, like that was kind of the way Alabama treated them. So that that was the only thing to where I was like, I just don't know if that's really a good because it just felt like it was like okay, fine. If we have to take someone, let's just take the Louisville kid, you know. And while it was devastating yeah. to the Louisville fans, it was more like. You know, for Alabama, it was like, yeah, just go sit over there and just be happy you can put on that that maroon uniform, all right? And I mean, that that was kind of the the way he got ended up getting treated. So you know, we'll see who made the right decisions, who made the wrong decisions. But I cannot wait. It gets started today, week zero. We have seven games. On the slot, uh, you know, the for uh, this week zero, uh, you know, headline that I, I would say uh, Notre Dame Navy um, is definitely uh, the one that that jumps out to you. But we're gonna get into that. Uh, Leanne's gonna be coming along shortly. I cannot wait to talk to her and get her thoughts on everything that's gonna go on with the start of the college football season. This is Rashawn Myers, Joe Kelly taking care of you. Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, and we'll be back on the Big X. Y'all don't really want it like that. Here comes the. Here comes the. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like that. Here comes the. Here comes the. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like that. Here comes the. Here comes the. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like
Welcome back. Welcome back in. Second segment of the show. Rashawn Myers, Joe Kelly, taking care of your big X Sports Radio. This is Wake Up 502, taking care of you on this beautiful week zero Saturday morning. Uh, the, the, the heat wave. It's thankfully over, Joe. I thought I was going to die about the last couple days. It was too hot outside. The humidity was ridiculous. The rain thankfully came. I've never been so happy to see rain in all my life. <laughs> it's yesterday. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little scary. I, I didn't know if it was a tornado. I, I heard that, you know, so some places got hit pretty hard. Uh, I heard, you know, that there could have been some, you know, possible touchdowns or some some kind of crazy weather. Um, I heard uh, near Hurstbourne Lane or something that there were some things going on. So I don't know how bad it got. So hopefully everybody's safe. But man, I, we, we definitely needed it because man, these last couple of days almost killed me, Joe. <laughs> man, I felt like Andy Dufresne standing out there in the rain last night. Just <laughs> let it come down. I don't care. I got towels. I got towels. I'm gonna go inside and get cold chills in that air conditioning after this. Yes, yes, yes. No, uh, it's been rough. Oh. It is. It has been rough. So we got the two thirty kickoff at, uh, for Notre Dame, right? Playing they're playing Navy in Dublin. That's right, Dublin, Ireland. That, nothing, nothing says football like Dublin, Ireland, and that the, the uh, Shamrocks that are Notre Dame football taking on Navy. The, the most extra traditional looking football. It looks like when you watch Navy and Notre Dame play, you think you're watching like a clip from like nineteen fifty three. Like some old grainy footage of mm-hmm. football, like the way it used to be played. <laughs> like that—that's mm-hmm. every time I see Notre Dame and Navy play, that's what I think of. You know, this is like hey, your your granddaddy's football. <laughs> Here's my question: Is Notre Dame still under with Under Armour? They're they're over at Adidas now, right? I believe they are with I Adidas. Believe they were there. Uh, yes, I believe okay. they are with Adidas. Man, do you do you remember the uniform that Under Armour made for them when they played in Dublin like ten years ago? Didn't they have Man, they had gold boots like the they had gold boots like the Q's. Really? They looked like they were going to a step show. <laughs> I do not remember. They that. had golden cleats. They had gold high top cleats. Man, they looked like they looked like Tim's that had been spray painted gold. And then and then they had the the helmet with the huge shamrock. I thought I remembered a shamrock. I knew there was some sort of shamrock integration in, in the color scheme. Like, I remember that. Yes, I, I remember that very distinctly. Uh, that They had just some very <laughs> some some very interesting things going on. Rest yeah. his soul, man. If you ever wanted to hear my father go on an old man rant, just show him a concept design for a traditional uniform like Penn State, the Boston Celtics, yeah. the Lakers, Notre Dame. Man, it would send him in like a spiral where he would just start yelling about how, you know, if you're one of those teams that didn't exist when I was a child, like Seattle or Tampa Bay, whatever, cool, man, you have no tradition. Do whatever you want. But if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Chicago Bears, you have a uniform. Don't go changing that. Yes. What's Notre Dame doing out there with a shamrock on their helmet? Golden (laughs) Dome. That's it. The, the most traditional squad ever. But I tell you what, Joe, Joe we, we have a, a special guest that's going to be joining us. And, and you know I got you know to get, get, get her together because it, it's been a while since I heard this. So let, let me go ahead and play her theme music. Yeah, 
That's right, Leanne Hang. Leanne, how are you doing? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. It is so good to be back on the air uh, with with the Wake Up 502, how I've missed it, but we know when we're back on the air together that it's football season, predominantly college football season is here, so I know y'all are super excited. I know I am. A lot of big changes going on in college football, so it's going to be an interesting start to, uh, to the season for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so happy to hear your voice because, as you said, that means that that pigskin is about to be flying around. Now, now, how was the summer? Did you have a good summer? I, I, anything big or exciting happen? Summer's good. Summer's good. Just like uh, just like you uh, was was being the sports mom for once. My kids are now officially playing um, playing club sports. Now it's not football. It's not baseball. It's not soccer. We are playing lacrosse. Okay. So so the two boys, the the, the five, well, he's now six. The six year old and the nine year old going on to being a teenager. Uh, they're both starting to play lacrosse. So we're getting ready for fall ball and everything. That's been interesting uh, 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 to say the least. But it's been fun. And then of course you know. Just getting ready for camp, a lot a lot of going on in recruiting, um, of course, covering Ole Miss, SEC. But, man, uh, I'll talk about some recruiting for Louisville. Uh, going over the summer, one yes. of the most impressive things going on, Cardinals have a lot to be excited, not just about this recruiting class, but, but the 25 and 26 class kids coming up. I was I was just thinking, you know, some of the things talked about on the show, and I was going for the July, I was looking back at the July list, you know, the impressive recruit recruiting camps, and Jeff Bob, what he's doing um, over in Louisville with the recruiting. Louisville fans need to get excited because I was taken back at that list, look at the barbecue list for the recruits that are coming in. Oh, Man, yeah. some of the top names, not just in the Midwest, but in the country. So Bob is doing something right in this new age of NIL and so much with high school recruits. A lot to be excited about down in Louisville right now. Yeah, I, I tell you what. I mean, the, what, even the kids that have already committed to Brom for the uh, you know Flyville twenty four classes, they dub uh, you know the next year's group. Of course, Flyville twenty three taking the field this year. But the the kids for next year, um, there are some big time players that that are making big time plays already. One, of, I can't remember the the young man's name uh, as an offensive lineman, just an absolute mountain of a man, six uh, eight. 310, I believe, is the is the kid. I, I'm I'm trying to see if I, I can uh, f- find him real quick. He is an absolute monster. Ransom McDermott. Uh, he's listed as 6'7", 300 pounds right now on uh, 247. But I believe at last check in his first game, he plays in Noblesville, Indiana. Uh, he's up to 6'8", 315. Just humongous tackle. Like, like, Scott Satterfield was not a fan of the beef. But I can safely say that, that Jeff Brom is definitely trying to bring kind of that Big Ten uh, size, you know, uh, to, to Louisville. I think that's a welcome change because at the end of the day, Leanne, I think you have to have, if you want to compete for national champions uh, championships, you have to be able to compete on the lines, right? Exactly. And that's what, I, you know, we talk a lot about the position recruitment, of course, you know, on offense, your wide receivers, getting in those running backs, and, of course, your defense, having strong corners, linebackers, and everything. But it starts with the guys up front, you know, especially on the offense. The way Jeff Brom, you know, runs his offense with, yes. with key players, like, you know, the tight end being one of, one of the key players in his offense with the quarterback. But, it's, but, that, but your quarterbacks, your running backs, your wide receivers, your court, you know, cannot get anything done unless you have the big guys up front. They say games are won, you know, championships are won in defenses, but these days games are won in the trenches. If, yes. you, if you want to get ahead, you want, like you said, chase for those national titles. I'm not just talking about win a couple games a season. Go for those national and conference titles. You've got to win in the trenches. And, and Jeff Brom, his recipe, whatever he's doing, he's, he's starting something right. And you've got to get those big guys up front. I don't, 
I don't think any conference these days, even in the SEC, we're seeing, you know, seeing it a difficulty in trying to recruit big linemen because it's just they're far few in between these days. So Jeff Brown is doing something right, and he's got a, a good re- recipe cooking trying to get those big guys up front. And he's not only doing it, you know, with the guys he has, but getting him at the high school level. I think right now we've seen it over the – I think we're going, what, in our 30 already of NIL and how much yes. that pays high school recruiting. Yes. So it's really difficult to get you some good, decent linemen with size and, and, and you know, grid in now these days. So Jeff Brown's doing a really good job with Louisville trying to, trying to get some really – young kids in there that he can build his program on absolutely and my whole thought right now is just hide this kid from ohio state please because ohio state stole one from us a couple years ago and ransom mcdermott looks like he's going to absolutely be a superstar if that kid is already at 68315 like by the time he gets to school i mean goodness gracious i, I just whoo he gives it he got me excited that's how i know he gets you excited you see, uh, when you talk about those sides you, you get excited about it because like you said you just don't see those kids in the offensive line. Now, like I said, we're talking about basketball. Oh, that, that's, that's just, that's just the, the minimum. That's just the standard. But when you, you get excited when you hear a lineman who's really in, in the flesh, that kind of size Absolutely. and that kind of ability already. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and even coming into this year with the transfer portal being so huge, I mean, Eric Miller is going to be Louisville's projected starting uh, uh, left tackle, uh, 6'8", you know, 320, 325. And then Willie Tyler, the transfer from from Rutgers, uh, measures in at about 6'7", and 325 pounds himself. So, I mean, Louisville, I think the offensive line, their average weight across the line uh, height is 6'5", and about 310 pounds. So, yeah, I mean, the beef, right? It's exciting to watch about, and it's fun. it's interesting that you bring out because I was looking about you know impact players because right now, like you said, we're looking at transition here. The ACC, of course, as a whole in the conference, is making that tra- transition like most big powerhouse conferences are. You know the expansion, but also you know breaking away from the from the division and just becoming one big super conference. So yes. Louisville picked, I think, a really good time to start transitioning, not into 2024 where most conferences are. But you're talking about transfers. Eric Miller was definitely a go-to name that I had to, to watch out for Louisville. I mean, and not only does he bring the size, the experience, and everything, but who better to play at tackle than to to protect, you know, transfer QB Jack, you know, Jack Plummer in this than his own roommate at Purdue. Someone who knows two gentlemen that know the Jeff Brom ways, the offense and everything. So that is going to be a lethal combo. Another guy, another wide receiver that I'm really looking forward to watching at Louisville, is it uh, Jamari Thornton, Jamari Thomas? uh, Jamari Thomas, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, transfer yeah, from yeah. Georgia State. Kid, mm-hmm. Yeah, Georgia State. He's, an, he's a wide receiver that I think is really going to has proved a lot. I've watched him a little bit on some film during camp and everything. He's just going to be an interesting player to watch. I think he's going to, as he learns and he adapts, I think he's going to be a crucial part in, in bringing him in a really strong pass catcher, makes great plays. And, and we all know Jeff Brom. He's going to make everybody earn and work for their spot, but he's also not going to deny a big-time playmaker in his offense who makes big plays. And I feel like, Jamari is going to be one of those kids at the wide receiver position that is going to get some time. It's going to be an impact transfer. Um, immediately. Yeah, I think that you know that that right there is where um, you know Louisville needed that they needed to address some certain some certain positions because over the last couple of years um, Louisville had really struggled with a couple of things. They had struggled with having depth on the offensive line, which we talked about, and I thought that he did a good job in addressing that. And then also finding playmakers at the wide receiver position. I mean, Louisville had Amari Huggins, Bruce, um, you know, of course, who people expected him to step up after Tyler Harrell made the transfer to Alabama. 
Um, and while Huggins Bruce was okay, um, Louisville really had struggled to find kind of that next guy, um, you know, to, to be kind of the go-to guy. Um, and, and I think that, you know, when you talk about Jamari Thrash, when you talk about Jimmy Callaway, you talk about Huggins Bruce coming back for his third year, um, that I, I think that Louisville just seems to have a lot more options. You know, and they seem to have a lot more depth and a lot more possible playmakers. Chris Bell is a kid who, um, you know, had a, a pretty good year last year. Just an absolute physical freak. Um, so I, I just think that, that Louisville's in a much better position. And it seemed like <clears throat> the ability to um, fill those needs and those necessary gaps, I think Jeff Brom did about as good a job as anybody working that transfer portal to kind of shore up those, those holes, right? You hit the nail on the head when you said about creating more depth and option, and he's exactly done that. And he's not only done it with his transfers, he's done it with the, with the players that have remained loyal to the program. And he's also going to deal with a lot of true freshmen. There's a couple of freshmen, too, that I'm really excited to watch. Um, yes. Adajay Green, a defensive lineman, four-star, six-six. You know, he's got to add some weight to that frame. But that kid's got a, a quick burst. And, of course, we know that um, for you know, True freshmen can play four games without losing their red shirts. I, I expect that Green will be an impact player and a freshman that will definitely get some starts. Another kid, um, linebacker, uh, Saquon Clark, out of powerhouse Miami Central. Yes. That kid, yes. since the moment he stepped foot on campus, has just been as advertised. You know, you get a lot of freshmen that, you know, they're good where they come from, especially coming out of a powerhouse program but like Miami Central, top program in the country. You know, they have adjustment issues. Can can they can they adapt? Because they're they're great high school players, but right. can they adapt to the college? And, and he's one of those kids that I think will get a shot. And you know, going back to wide receivers and how um, the wide receivers take an impact in Brahms' offense is Terrius Hicks, man. Wide yes. receiver. This kid is another big time playmaker that I'm excited to to watch as far as um, you know making a making a strong presence and earning a spot into getting some playing time and some big games this season for the Cardinals. But like I said, and, and you hit the nail on the head. Jeff Brom has created options. He's not trying to reinvent the wheel. He's not trying to make the team that he's got and he's inherited and the program that he's inherited be an LSU, be an Alabama. And that's the thing that I think is going to make him successful, especially in the transition that the ACC is going through. You know, everyone's talking about Clemson. Everyone's talking about the usual ACC traditional powerhouses. But I want to talk about Louisville. I want to talk about programs like Miami because I think these two programs, I think, have learn to go and roll with the punches and they're in a really crucial rebuilding year and I think that they've created such a balance with the players they have with the, with the kids they have coming in and the transfers and I think that that's going to be a lethal combination so you know Louisville and Miami are going to be teams to watch aside from just always talking about Clemson and the ACs and the ACC run. Absolutely. And again, we are talking with uh, Leanne Herring, the rebelwalk.com, uh, professional expert of all things football, recruiting and on the field. And, and Leanne, so happy for you to be joining with us this morning. And you're absolutely right. I, I think that, you know, w with the added depth, I think that Louisville just has a lot more answers, uh, you know, at every position, even at the quarterback position. We saw Jeff go out there and make a point um, to make sure he had as much depth as possible. And I, I do want to do think it's funny and joe you, you can uh, I, I would like to just say how if i would have given you money to tell you that both evan conley and brock doman would have stayed at louisville and not made that transfer to cincinnati i feel like you would have called me crazy right yeah no that one <laughs> that one's a surprise um i'm 
I'm more surprised that Jeff allowed them to stay. You know, I mean, I'm not surprised that they said, I get to play for a coach now. Um, (laughs) That is in no way shocking. But, yeah, I kind of surprised that there was a crazy spot for him. I guess they're great in film room. Yeah, hey, I tell you what, I mean, I I was shocked that those folks stayed, uh, Leanne, but I mean, with Harrison Bailey, they brought him over, former five-star quarterback, now walking on at Louisville. Of course, Pierce Clarkson uh, joined, as well as Brady Allen, who was an elite uh, elite 11 uh, quarterback, one of the top 10 quarterbacks in his class, uh, who was a a freshman at Purdue last year. Brady Allen came over as well. And then, you know, uh, of course, Jack Plummer, um, who's the elder statesman in the room uh, and and the projected starter uh, and expected to be kind of the the linchpin of the Louisville offense but I mean he it seemed like Jeff made a point to go out there his recruiting uh speaks for itself I mean I know a lot of people asked and wondered if Jeff Brom they knew he had the X's and O's and he knew he had the innovative offense and we've heard about you know the big time upsets over the top three teams but the question was could he recruit at you know an elite level because Purdue never really recruited at that level but I mean I feel like Jeff has already answered that that absolutely he can go out there and, and fight for the best out there, right? No, like I said, when, when I was going back over the summer, of course, you know, June and July are such crucial months in recruiting. Of course, you're getting the class that you're trying to get and keep until December, till early signing day, when most kids, you know, are now officially signing because they want to early enroll or they want to, you know, talk. They already want to know where they're going to go and sign, feel delivered. But you're trying to not also recruit, but you're also really trying to build relationships now because now you'll be able to start slowly contacting, you know, the juniors and then already getting, you know, acclimated with the sophomores. So June and July, you know, everyone's camping in June. But like I said, when I was looking across the board nationally, you know, from SEC to ACC, and let's not even talk PAC because that's not existing anymore (laughs) in the the (laughs) emergency field. You know, you're looking at the kids that they're bringing. And when I look at the barbecue list of the kids that were coming in in July to come, and I'm not just talking the 24s. I'm talking the 25s, 26s. These aren't yes. just three-star, no names, you know, that you would expect. Well, let's just see what's going on. I mean, these are four-star, five-star big games that everybody's going for. And you know what? They're turning down invitations to go to Alabama, to Georgia, even to come to Ole Miss. There were some kids there that I know that we wanted to come down to Oxford. And where were they? They were in Louisville, Kentucky, because whatever Jeff Brom is cooking up, I'm telling you, he may not be out there on the front, but he's doing something, and that program is doing something to entice these seniors, uh, to entice these recruits to come in. Because, like I said, I was impressed and thrown back by the list of kids that I saw that were coming in July for the barbecue in Louisville. And, like I said, they were turning down invitations to big time programs, and yeah. you were just like, "What is going on here?" So he's definitely doing something right, and, and it just goes to show in the age of NIL where that just becomes such the forefront. You know, even. Even for, for a program like Ole Miss, you know, and, and Lane Kiffin talks about it, it's like a free agency because, you know, you have kids that are now, you know, they're, they're wheeling and dealing. It's, it's yeah. just become a new age, even in year three, you know, and Jeff Brom has found a way to entice big recruits, and they're not, and let's be real, uh, you, you know, Louisville, Louisville NIL is doing well, but it's not, it's, you know, when you comparison, to be able to attract that kind of name and that talent, they're doing something else outside NIL. Uh, to sell this program, and it's working. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, proof positive is T.J. Capers. T.J. Capers was a top 50 recruit in the 2024 class, reclassified, and is now on campus at Louisville. He's still um, rehabbing an injury that he had at the end of his uh, high school season. Uh, But Capers was absolutely one of the highest-rated players uh, to ever commit to the University of Louisville. Uh, Now he's on campus. So, I mean, that kind of speaks to people. uh, You know, a lot of people said, you know, Capers will never see Louisville. You know, he's going to end up at Miami. He's going to end up at Alabama. He's going to end up going to Florida he you know Louisville may got may have gotten the commitment early but there's no way this kid's gonna stick and now not only did he stick he decided to reclassify and come on to the University of Louisville continue to rehab that injury and we may actually see him on the field this fall as well so I mean that kind of speaks to what Jeff Brom is doing um, and kind of the amazing uh, recruiting and, and just his ability to connect with players and to have these kids believe in him and believe in what he's building. So, yeah, it's and, absolutely and that's the kind of pro- And that's the kind of program you want to build because that's a program that's going to be built to last, like, it's going to be longevity. You said. It's not going to withstand the trends of NIL and everything. Like you said, TJK, perfect example. Everyone, like you, like you just said, it. You, you, you did the whole storyline perfectly of how everyone thought it was going to play out. That's the thing about Jeff Brom. He's going beyond NIL. And a lot of times, like we see with these programs, these kids, they want to go play. We have the, you know, the, the uniform combos, those other things that we talk about that we hear, you know, that they think sell a recruit. These kids have other aspirations, and they want to play. And why not go to a program that's got, a, that's got the potential to make a run in a conference that's still trying to last, you know, the ACC, the SEC, you know. They're two powerhouse conferences that are trying to evolve with the times, and Jeff Brom is doing that. And I think that that's what's enticing to not just a lot of athletes, but a lot of, a lot of families. It's, it's stability for the long haul, you know. He's proven that he's, he's taken the Cardinals to, to, the next, to the next level and trying to transition them to, to make a run, you know, in the ACC, in the national picture. Absolutely. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Well, and, and you know, Leanne, with uh, having you on, we have got to go and make some picks. Uh, seven games on the Week Zero slate. I still don't know why they call it Week Zero. I feel like they 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 need to have they need to go ahead and put a real moniker on Week Zero. I don't know if they want to call it the, the, the college football. Yeah, no, you know, I, I wrote it as Week One, and, and, I'll, and I'm going to be honest. Like, uh, I made a quick <laughs> run on the list. I haven't checked the, checked the updated line, so we're going to go extremely on the fly on this one. But, yeah. I agree with that. I, I never get this week, as long as I've been doing it, as long as I'm sure you've been doing that. The week zero still throws me off. I put week one because yes. college football is back. It's <laughs> so weird. Yes. For me, it's week I, one. It's week one. It's, it's like the, the extension of week one. You know how the NCAA tournament, they went with the first four, quote unquote, is kind of their opening yeah. to the NCAA. They should call this like the NCAA opening kickoff or something, the opening kickoff weekend or just something. Week zero just sounds just generic. Like I, I almost would not want my team to play on week zero it just sounds terrible yeah, exactly you know exactly no, i agree with you i'm right there <laughs> i'm just saying but yeah we do have a, a couple of games that, that I, I felt feel are interesting of course there's a couple of ranked teams that are playing today both usc and notre dame playing over in dublin ireland um so you know i, I have the the uh, of course caesar sportsbook puts all their odds here on, on espn.com so that's the kind of the information that i use um of course they're at aviva stadium in dublin ireland uh, notre dame is a 20 and a half point 
fa- uh, favorite. Um, they're, they're laying 20 um, against the, the Navy midshipmen. Now, of course, Notre Dame and Navy, Leanne, is one of those those games that a lot of times Navy gives uh, Notre Dame some trouble. And, of course, the, the second year of Coach Freeman, we're trying to figure out if the end of that season is more of what we're going to see or if Notre Dame is going to struggle like they did early last year. Um, what, what are you thinking with this one? Um, you know, is Notre Dame going to take care of business and make themselves look good over there in Ireland? I think Notre Dame is going to take care of business. Let, let me rephrase that. They should take care of business. Uh, of course, it's the first game out, you know, trying to readjust and everything. But I think we're, we're, we're going to get a good game on this one. You know, might be trying to adjust, obviously, for the overseas time. But yeah. you know what? With that big a line, you rarely see points like that big a line. I like Navy. You got a, you got a bunch of gritty, you know, servicemen. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I don't even want to do a breakdown of this one. I, I like those 20 points. I'm going to take Navy to cover for those 20, things, for those 20 points. Uh, but I'm going to take Notre Dame. Like I said, Notre Dame should come out with this one. Um, but I think the Navy's they're gritty. They're going to run some stuff. What I like about a team like Navy, just like Army, they run the old school stuff, the stuff that you, you don't see on film a lot, and it always yes. catches these big teams off guard. So I'm going to go with Navy, Navy to cover, but I think Notre Dame should come out with a win on this one. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Joe, what do you think? Uh, is, is Notre Dame going to cover the 20, or is Navy going to keep it close enough uh, that, that you're going to take Navy's side on that one? I'm gonna, I, I do think Navy will cover, but the thing about opening the season against Navy, and you go back and you look at you look at the stats, and back when Georgia Tech ran the old ancient Stone Age offense <laughs> of the triple option, yes. If you go back and you look at the records of teams that play the following week after playing Georgia Tech or Navy, murderers, bro. That, that is, those are the games that, that you just get the crap kicked out of you the entire time. You get chop blocked, your your yes. line just gets demolished, and the following week you get hurt. So I I do think they'll cover. I'm not sure who Notre Dame has next week off the top of my head, but I'm more interested whenever a team that that I have any any eyeballs on plays maybe see what happens to them the following week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what, and it's interesting because um, Navy uh, did uh, bring in a new coach. I, I believe that their old coach, who had been there for about 15, 16 years, running that triple option, um, I think he retired. Um, so Navy is bringing in a new coach. I don't know if they're going to continue. I would think that, especially for the service academy, uh, the service academies, that kind of triple threat, tri- triple option is kind of their bread and butter for the most part. So I would expect that they're going to continue that. But hey, you never know. The new coach say, you know what? I'm going to an air raid. You know, I'm tired of watching Navy go out here with 17 running backs and fullbacks and wing backs. You know, I want to do something different. So I, I'm going to be interested to watch it. But I agree with you, Leanne. I, I think that 20 points, 20 and a half points is a lot especially in a first game you just never know what's going to happen you're over there in ireland you're probably eating like i don't know some some kind of weird haggis or something it's (laughs) not good good. you know i don't know what my people my people love potatoes that's all we got potatoes and no spice so some sort of potato based dish absolutely so you know it's kind of weird you're overseas um i agree with you 20 points is too many uh give me uh, navy i'll take the points and i think that the the midshipmen will at least keep it close plus the the sam hartman factor One, one of the things uh that i don't believe people have talked enough about Sam Hartman made the transfer of course he's the former Wake Forest quarterback and everybody knows that you know in the offense they had a really weird offense where you would kind of do that slow mesh where you kind of wait to hand the ball off and then throw the ball really quick to a wide receiver that's a very specific offense and now we're going to see Sam Hartman move into kind of a traditional quarterback role 
And I'll be interested to see how he does transfer in there. He adapts on that one, yeah. Because like, like you said, he, there, it's very some different, talent, right? And he's one of those talents that you have to put him in a specific type of offense for him to be able to do so. Now he's going to have three reigns in a different. So, yeah, that'll it's, be interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, at I, that point. I, that's one that I've not heard a lot of people talk about. But I'm like, can Sam Hartman play in a traditional offense because you played in such a weird – it's almost like a running shoot yeah. or, or something where you play in such a weird offense. Can he go out there and look as good as he did in Wake Forest? You know, under, under center in a traditional offense like Notre Dame likes to run, it'll just be interesting. So, yeah, that, that's one yeah. that, that I, I will be watching. I'll be very intrigued. And, of course, because Louisville uh, will be playing them in week six. Uh, so, you know, it, it's definitely a lot that's going to come down with that one. But I, 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 I like that we're all in lockstep on that one. It makes me feel good anytime you all agree with the way I'm thinking on that. Um, now, now, the other game that, that's on the, the – uh, uh, nobody will be able to see, first of all, because it's on the Pac-12 network, and nobody has the Pac-12 <laughs> network. But USC... I think it's back to the two, Pac-2 two now. I think yeah. that's what we're down to. Yeah, you know what? It, it's no longer the Pac-12. It's just the Pac... Oh, well. You know, like that's... Exactly. You know, so I, I don't know. San Jose State may be a future Pac-12 team at this point just because there's no teams left in the Pac-12. But USC is taking on uh, San Jose State in the first uh, of their swan song season with the Pac-12 uh, there um, at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. They're out at the uh, uh, beautiful uh, Los Angeles, California. 31 points they're laying. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely f- feeling USC Caleb Williams trying to become the first back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner uh, since Archie Griffin. Uh, is 31 points too many, Leanne, or, or is you, could USC just go ahead and pick their score? You know, San Jose is one of those late-night teams that I always see. I always call my after-hours team because, of course, the Cali <laughs> teams are always yes. playing late. But they always seem to cover. You know, yes. and I just – don't get me wrong. I like what, what Lincoln Riley's – you know, the moves he's making, the recruiters he's getting. You know, he's, they're about to make the, the jump. Is it to the Big Ten now? Yes. Which, you know, it's an interesting move for USC. So there's a lot of interesting things going down, trying to rebuild the brand and everything. I just – I'm not a fan of the 31 points. You know, I like the Trojans. I think they've got a lot of good talent. But, I, but I'm going to go with the – you know me, I like the underdogs. And I think the 31 points, I'm definitely going to go with San Jose to – to cover on this one you know i think Caleb, i think they're going to have a really good game and everything but i honestly think in this game that they're, they should win on this one but i just don't foresee that lincoln riley going full out you know showing all the cards because they still got a full season to go ahead and they're trying to make a run so you know you want to keep your impact players safe and, and, and injury free so i think 31 points is a lot to give even to the trojans and being at number six so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with san jose to, to cover but i think uh, the trojans will roll on this I like it. I like it. Joe, what are you thinking? USC in the 31, are you going to take those points and take uh, San Jose State? I'm taking the points and taking San Jose State. Thank you, Leanne. I thought I was crazy because I was going to say, believe it or not, guys, I've, I've seen my fair share of San Jose State football at 1 a.m. <laughs> they always seem to come out and, and, and do just enough to piss off the gamblers. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking going is that they – surprisingly play better than they, you know, than the spread indicates. Uh, the whole debacle with the pack wealth is just depressing, man. Like, <laughs> they're not even... No, it, no, like, I just, I don't even know what to, to say about it. You know, I'm surprised it doesn't come up more on the shows. And, you know, like you said, but it, it's like, you know, for all the conferences that you think to really just take it, just a plummet, and there's really no, no turning back. I just don't see any... There's going to be this resurgent revival. You know, somebody's going to come say it. Um, 
you know, to revise the Pac-12 because it's just, it's just, and that's just so sad to see because you see all yes. these West Coast teams traveling to the, you know, to the to Atlantic Coast now, and it's just like, or the big the Midwest, it's just there's just no identity anymore. It's really interesting to see how quick that, how quick that shifted. Yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah, it's crazy. And, and the jet lag factor is going to make games awful. Yeah. Like, that's, that, I swear that, like, my friends that are West Virginia grads, they're not crazy. That's been one of the biggest problems they've struggled with since they moved to the Big 12 is that the travel patterns are just goofy. The only positive I can say about this whole Pac-12, USC, and UCLA joining mid, uh, Midwest conferences, like, football really is the Americans' game. Like, geography's dumb. Sure, why not? Let's do this. Um, geography's made up anyway, right? Those lines aren't real. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just I can't believe we're seeing a conference completely melt the way that a, a conference like the Pac-12. I, I thought we were done with this after the AAC shook out, and but no, I guess it really is going to come down to two super conferences. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is 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 it's sad. It's very odd. Um, it definitely does not. And you know, me and Haven kind of talked about it last week. Is that you know, with this, um, you know, the dissolving of the Pac-12, uh, what's going to end up happening, especially with those weird travel patterns and what they don't want to talk about, is that some of these Olympic sports I feel like may end up going away mm-hmm. because you know the, yep. the 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 athletic department's going to say, you know what, it's just not worth it to have you know the field hockey team or lacrosse team travel all the yeah. way across the country to play their yep. games so we're just going to go ahead and just stop playing those sports and that's the thing that they don't mm-hmm. talk about at all and i don't think that's fair to the athletes and it's just kind of tough to see you know mm-hmm. that, that that happened you know what else is not being mentioned i haven't heard anybody say this this absolutely sucks for the student body and the, and the alumni because yeah. one of the best parts about being a college student is saving up your 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 part time money your part time job money and going on a road trip to a you know to a rivalry game. <laughs> Good luck. To, I mean, if you're if you're the average UCLA student, and I understand UCLA and USC probably have a higher income uh, status for students, but there's always going to be kids taking out student loans, man. This is America. There's always <laughs> going to be kids that have to work part time to get to go through school. Yeah, got to join ROTC, whatever. They're never going to get to see Southern Cal play Ohio State. Yeah, at Ohio State, they're never going to get to go to the Big House. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah, they're never going to get to go to Ann Arbor. Yeah, that's that's BS. Yeah, I, no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's it's it, I hate to see it, and that's why I think that this. You know, they they talk about the fact that after this year. Uh, college athletics as we know it is going to change. And I, I totally agree with that. So, I mean, that's one reason that I, I think this year is going to be a special one and, and it's going to be very, very um, nostalgic in a lot of ways. I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, traditional um, rivalries go by the wayside. So you're going to see some special environments and some special um, things going on as these teams get ready to transition. Um, so, you know, I, I totally agree with you. Now, in terms of the game, I'm going to tell both of you all, both of you all, I love you both, but y'all are both wrong. <laughs> I feel like USC is going to go out there and put a whomping on San Jose State. I think that they want Caleb Williams to go out there and throw seven or eight touchdowns and get his Heisman candidacy off to a great start. I think that USC is going to leave in their starters 
well into the third quarter just to make sure uh, that, that they cover that spread um, and get this uh, their final Pac-12 season off to a resounding, resounding start. So give me the Trojans. I'll lay the 31. I know it's a lot of points, but I, I think they're going to get it done uh, in, in a highlight reel fashion. Uh, so we'll see on that one. The last one I want to talk about is actually a game that has a pretty interesting spread. Uh, Vanderbilt at home taking on the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii. Of course, they were out in Hawaii uh, uh, last year in Oahu uh, taking on the Rainbow Warriors. Now, uh, Hawaii comes to the uh, East Coast. We talked about that. You know, when you're coming from that far west, you talk about jet lag. Uh, you know, I ho- hopefully Hawaii's been here for a while, uh, but they're going to be there at First Bank Stadium taking on um, Vanderbilt, uh, laying 17 and a half. I thought the spread would have been a little bit higher, uh, but 17 and a half points. Vanderbilt is a favorite. Um, what, what, what are you thinking on this one, Leanne? That's the last one of the day. This is going to be an interesting one. I, I don't know how much kind of football we're going to get. We're talking about Vandy, Hawaii. Yeah. Um, I had them at 18. I think that's a lot of points for Vandy to cover. Vandy's yeah. either a hit or miss. They, you know. When they're playing in that, whether they're playing an SEC team, whether they're playing Hawaii, you just never know what you're going to get with Bandy. So I like I like Hawaii on this one on the road. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them for the 17 and a half points. I also like the over and under I had on that one. I know we haven't talked any over unders, but I'm gonna take the less than 55. I just think it's gonna be a uh, not not I don't know if it's not gonna be an eventful game. I just don't see there be going being a lot back and forth. A very high scoring game. I just don't see Bandy putting in huge huge numbers yes. to cover those 17 and a half points. So I'm gonna go with Hawaii, another underdog. Even if Sandy's at home, I, I just I just don't know what I'm going to get from Bandy. So it's either going to be really high power, it's just going to be like uh, we need more gas in the tank, and we're not getting it. Okay. I'm going to go with Hawaii on this one. Okay, okay, Joe, what do you think? I'm going uh, with Hawaii on this one because no, no, there's no way you could ever trick me into saying, yeah, I'm taking Bandy in football. <laughs> <laughs> just, yes, you can get the scholarship to Bandy. Congrats, we'll throw a party, but yeah, you're like I'm taking Bandy in uh, no. No, no, no. As Leanne said, I'm not taking them in week six after I've got five games to watch them. Why would I do that in week one? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And, and I and I tell you what, on this one, I, I thought about it. And, and, you know, when the Rainbow Warriors are there at their beautiful stadium right off of Kamehameha Highway, sometimes funny things happen. Sometimes they, they can catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, you know, the ghost of June Jones pops up, and, and Hawaii can make a, a, a big-time play or a big-time run. But I think coming across that big water from the Pacific Ocean all the way to Nashville, Tennessee, I feel like it's going to be a shock to the system. The Rainbow Warriors are going to be like, God, what? How did we get here, you know, coming from paradise, having to play in Nashville, Tennessee? Uh, I think that the Rainbow Warriors are going to be a little sluggish. I think Vanderbilt gets it done. I think they cover the 17 and a half. Give me the Vanderbilt Commodores in football. I can't believe I'm saying it. But I'm saying it, and I think Vanderbilt's going to get it done. Uh, you know, so I, give me Vandy, lay the points, and, and we'll roll with that. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But uh, you know what? I know that the games aren't that great. I know that there's some weird matchups. You have like a San Diego State-Ohio Bobcats matchup, you know, that, that as well. Uh, you know, it's it's week zero. All the matchups are kind of nutty and kind of crazy. Uh, but at least we have football back. I, I think that we can all agree that it's definitely better with football than without, right? You think I'm not going to be sitting here celebrating my birthday week like an idiot watching watching San Jose State on a uh, redacted feed? Right. I like the way you said that redacted feed. Yes. Some, <laughs> somebody's illegal stream no any somewhere. That's the only way that you can get the Pac-12 network. You know, pull out the old fire stick, Joe. Man, I- 
I, you know, I want to give you my money pack well, but you won't let me. Yeah. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Leanne, therebelwalk.com. Tell us what's going on. T- tell us what you have upcoming. What can we look forward to in the coming weeks with you? Oh, did, did we lose Leanne? You still with us? Oh, I think we might have lost her. I, hopefully she'll, 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 she'll uh, uh, if we don't get her, uh, of course, Leanne will be with us every week um, of the football season. Definitely appreciate her, therebelwalk.com. Make sure you go, you guys go out there and check her out. You can also check her out on Twitter, at MissKentuckyUS2011. Uh, there for everything that she's doing. Absolutely one of the brightest minds um, in, in college football. Uh, works with the NFL Network. Um, just an amazing, amazing talent. Her, her depth of knowledge um, is definitely appreciated. Uh, so let, let, let me see. I think that this might be her uh, checking back in. Uh, uh, Le- Leanne, is that you? Yes, I think. Uh, I was like, we were talking college football, and then I think I lost you, so, I, yeah. so the football gods have let me come back on, and let's, and let's finish, and let's talk a little bit football for just a little bit longer before we have to watch a Navy coach Notre Dame and, you know, try to find UTEP versus whoever they're playing this week. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what I was telling everybody. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to know, you know, what, what, do we, what do you have coming up? Of course, the rebelwalk.com is where they can find you, but just kind of just talk about, um, you know, so some of the things upcoming this year, and, and what can we find you doing and uh, getting your hands into? I know it's going to be a whole lot of Ole Miss. Are you excited about Ole Miss this year? Extremely excited about Ole Miss. Uh, you know, always uh, what what I've done a lot and made the transition and hopefully going to start building some of our main event sports recruiting, talking a little bit more about Louisville football as well. So I'm really excited to, you know, to add that on, yes. um, you know, with the recruiting show. But a lot of it now is my shift that I do. A little, I'll still do a little bit of NFL, bringing you those NFL picks, you know, for for our main event as sports family and, you know, during the week and whatnot. But my focus really now will be on high school recruiting. And, and so I'll, I'll be right. starting to travel to some games, you know, predominantly Texas, Georgia, you know, and, and some other places and stuff. So it's a lot of scouting, a lot of Friday night films. You know, everybody's out at the games. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching film, but, uh, but I love watching with high school and everything. So yes. that's kind of where, where things are starting right now between, um, you know, right now, of course, in recruiting, it's dead period. So, you know, a lot of a lot of my work doubles because you know watching kids and all that kind of stuff. But I'm really excited, you know, to bring some new names and, and continue talking with y'all about you know not just our, our our picks, but you know, talk about Louisville recruiting. I'm really excited about a uh, about what's going on. Like I said, in the state of Kentucky, not just of Louisville. We got to talk about you know we got to talk about that team in Lexington as well. Yes, the, you know, Kentucky Wildcats. No. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a really exciting time in in the state of Kentucky football uh, to be able to talk not just basketball, but definitely talk about football. So. That's pretty much what's going on. It's just a lot of focus on, on high school recruiting. Really excited to see the names. There's a lot of a lot of talent coming up in this 2024 class. But, yes. man, these 2020, 2025, 2026, and even the class of 2027, believe it or not, it's just you see so many kids just making that shift in the high school high school realms right now. It's just because it's just a different ball game. Like I said, Rashawn, you know we're in we're in ready year three, believe it or not, of NIL, and that's just changed scope of recruiting we were talking you know just a minute about uh, like we said this is going to be a very uh, uh, nostalgic year for college football in general because like you said so many things are about to shift 2024 as far as college football um, on all realms is just going to look a lot different so it's, it's going to be very interesting year all the way around 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is it is going to be an amazing, amazing year. And I do, uh, you know, you talk about those uh, the kids making big time impacts. Uh, Sean Boykins Jr., um, who was uh, considered to be the number one high school prospect in the state of Kentucky for the 2024 class, wide receiver. Um, that young man had an absolutely amazing performance uh, for his high school team. Uh, he had four touchdowns, uh, 250 yards plus passing. Uh, pass receiving yards uh so the fact that we were able to steal sean boykins from kentucky out of north harden uh that definitely put a smile on my face so uh, i want to see what that kid does um you know or, or did uh, this past week I, no, I have not checked with what he's done uh yesterday uh you know that i know a lot of the games moved to today uh, or got pushed back so i have not seen anything or heard anything about his performance this week as of yet but last week he absolutely put on a show showed why he was the the, the, the considered to be the top prospect in the state so the fact that Jeff Brown was able to go ahead and get that young man a, a commitment early Boykins was definitely a guy who was leaning uh, towards UK uh, prior to Brown taking over at Louisville so the fact that they could get him uh, committed uh, is very very exciting stuff so uh, Leanne I, 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 I'm right there with you watching the, 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 the next generation and seeing who's coming down the pipe is super super exciting so uh, you know m- make sure that you guys check out um, everything that Leanne uh, is doing and over uh, over there uh, at therebelwalk.com and with uh, Main Event Sports. Again, at Miss Kentucky US 2011. Uh, but, Leanne, definitely appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much. It's always good to be on and look forward to talking more picks and more more recruiting down the road. So y'all just let me know. But, like I said, it's going to be an exciting year of college football. And uh, every, it's just uh, really excited to be back on the air with y'all. So there let's go cards, L's up, and, and hotty toddy. There it is. There it is, Leanne. Thanks so much. All right, Leanne Herring, always coming in strong, Joe. I, I always look forward to hearing Leanne's voice because when she's on, you know, when she's on the air, that means football's here, brother. <laughs> Man, we got our friend Leanne back on the air with us. We're talking football. I got in the car to start heading to work. And it is a blissful 77 degrees outside. Life is good, man. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Joe, you go ahead and get to work. We got one more um, uh, segment coming up, and I've definitely got to catch up on you guys' text messages. So, Joe, appreciate you, brother. Be safe. Make sure y'all go check out uh, Joe Kelly over there at the Granville. He's going to be over there pouring drinks, serving up some good food that they have over there at the Granville. Uh, Make sure you guys continue to uh, check out. We have some big news coming up in terms of a tailgate coming up in a couple weeks, so you Definitely want to stay tuned to uh, at ME Sports as well as wakeup502.com. Also, uh, Haven did want me to remind everybody uh, that you can actually go out. If you do not have tickets as of yet, uh, you can go to wakeup502.com to buy your tickets for Louisville, Georgia Tech. If you're going down to Atlanta, uh, you, if you don't have your tickets, tickets starting at just $33. If you go to wakeup502.com, I believe Haven said the, the cheapest tickets you can buy at the UofL website are like $59. So, you know, you're talking about saving a little bit of money. That's some gas money right there. Go to wakeup502.com. That's money. Absolutely. Uh, they also uh, are, are selling. Uh, we are also um, have a, uh, a link to be able to get Notre Dame Louisville tickets as well um so make sure you check out wakeup502.com not not only can we we bring you the sports information we can get you tickets to the game uh you know for for, uh, for, for the if cheap. you can't get to the game and if you can't get to the game on saturdays come out to the gramble yes we got plenty of drink specials for you we yes. got 502 specials come on out today we got vodka red bull all day oh boy that sounds like a mm-hmm. party 
That's right. And Look, a headache on, on Sunday out. morning. Watch that. Watch, <laughs> nah, man, come on out. Say what's up. Watch Notre Dame and Navy. Yes. Get you some vodka rebel in you. That way you can rally and find the Pack Wealth Network on, on your your laptop the or Pac Pac streaming device. I love it. The Pack Wealth. And uh and, and that's how that's how we're gonna we're gonna game plan this year for uh for, for football after dark. Pack wealth after dark. There we go. Hey, well, you know what, Joe? You get on out of here. We're going to take these people to break. Thank you so much, my brother. Be safe, and I'll see you soon, all right? Yes, sir. All right, there we go. Joe Kelly uh, coming at you. This is Rashawn Myers, Wake Up 502, and we're about to get out of here. Head to our next break, and uh, you know what? It's going to be on and popping. We're going to be reading your text next, 502-414-1450, and we are out of here. I mean, tell me that don't get you excited, man. That, that You can't help but get a little bit of adrenaline flowing. I mean, and you know what's the saddest thing about that? You love the coming to your city. Well, it's going away. It is no longer going to be the theme this year. I was very, very much saddened to hear the fact that uh, coming to your city will no longer be the intro uh, anymore. So, you know, I, I was very sad to hear that, unfortunately. But you know what? The things change. Times change. So we just got to keep it moving. Uh, let, let's go ahead and hop right back on the Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, caller, your name? Jay Wizzy. Hey, Jay Has. How you doing this morning, brother? Man, 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 boys, I, 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 I can't wait to get in and to, to, to get my shot out in. <laughs> That's what's up, I know y'all talking about a little bit. I know y'all talked about Kitty Payne already. No, hey, no, it's been all football. It's been all football. It's week zero, Jay. So Kenny Payne, we gave Kenny Payne his uh his stage last week for for the foolishness that was Trenton Flowers and Tyler Johnson. But no, we ain't brought him up. But hey, you 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 are more than welcome, brother, to go wherever you want to. So what what, what thoughts you got for me today? Nah, man, I can't beat him up right now, man. I would. <laughs> I won't give a George Foreman knock him straight out. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, it's it, it's tough, man. I, the, plus, we we found out from some pretty good sources that it is confirmed that Tyler Johnson is not going to be able to play at least uh, in the first semester. There are some people that have wow. said that there's a possibility that Johnson, if he is, uh, ac- you know, his academics are together, he may be able to play in the second semester. So there's a possibility he could join the team in like mid-December. Uh, but that's kind of the only mm-hmm. update we have. We haven't gotten confirmation on that, but that's what the thought process is right now. So, yeah. Hey, man, I'll tell you what um, – I'm excited about week one and, fo- uh, and college football is uh, just around the corner. And, uh, yes, sir. 
the bomb is I know he's ready. Got a bunch of talent, a bunch of speed, a bunch of quickness. Got one of the biggest offensive lines in college football. Um, I'm excited to see the atmosphere of it. Uh, they roll into uh, Georgia next weekend, and uh, Waco 502 will be in the building to cover that. And then the following week, they play Mary State at uh, L&M building, and then they're going to come back to Indianapolis. The Hawk says Indianapolis! And <laughs> the millions! <laughs> yes, taking on the Hoosiers. Hey, and Indiana, they talking smack. It's kind of crazy because I've heard some Indiana people actually talking smack, thinking that Indiana's going to put the whooping on Louisville. So, like, uh, the, I, the, they talking a little smack. That's what I heard, Jay. I need to get that young man that's going to sit out the first semester, man, to uh, be a part of uh, a sports uh, program that my boy T got. I'll tell you all about that. Okay. Uh, you know what? Later, later on. I said yeah. about that yesterday. Remember? Yeah, I want I want to give him a little exclusive time. You know, he talked about what he's trying to do with these young people in the sports industry. Not really. It's really not a sports. It's just got so many angles to it. Yes. It's just geared around sports. That's but man, we're gonna give him a shot at the next week, man. They were shot. I had a great time last night, buddy. Yes, yes. Oh, hey, you know, anytime we get out and about amongst the people, man, we always gonna have a good time. That's what we do. Boy, we, we come to your city. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, your city? Yeah, you, you know, you crazy hey, no, hey, I, I was playing the theme, Jay. Jay, you know this theme song. Hold on, look, look, look. Yeah, you wasn't on with me when I was playing it. You know this theme song. <laughs> To your city, you know, you, you know that we Georgia. <laughs> we won Georgia in the building. Hey man, I cannot wait to get down to the ATL next week. It is going to be absolutely amazing. Georgia Tech, you know the the, the uh, rambling wreck. They they bringing in a new coach too. So hey, I mean, it's there's so much going on, Jay. I cannot wait to get out there, man. But yeah, I got it, one more question. I got one more question, Rashad. Yes, sir. I get off here, let you go. Yes, sir. Uh, your son Cameron is doing so well. What Cameron's a junior, right? Uh, senior. He'll be a senior Holy Cross this year. Yeah, he'll be a senior. I think he'll fit right into this young man's program too. We're gonna talk about that too. Okay, okay, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Cameron's a senior year is officially up and rolling over there at Holy Cross. You know what I'm saying? All the kids are back. We ain't got to worry about no bus uh, bus issues. So you know uh, <laughs> that, that that was not a problem with with, with the the Catholic school uh, getting up and going. So yeah, man. Excited about it. Okay, Cameron's excited about it, so we'll, we'll have to get him and T together. But that, but hey, man, man, are you, uh, are you, you going to sing tonight, or what you doing tonight? <laughs> I mean, you know, you never know where you are. You know, I feel like I might be popping around a few places. I definitely want to go see uh, uh, Joe Kelly, Jay Boogie down at uh, the Granville. I might check out a little bit of that Notre Dame Navy game uh, this afternoon. But, you know, I, I have a feeling that I'll be out and about in the, uh, amongst the city. So, you know, if y'all want to know where I'm at, y'all just hit me up, and, and I'll let you know. Y'all can just get at me at Rashawn, R-A-A-S-H-A-A-N, and find out where me and Jay is hanging at. And if y'all want to come kick it with us, let me know. And we, maybe we'll come to your hey, city. Man, it's always a pleasure, man. <laughs> Wake up 502 Sports, man. And and I'm grateful and thankful for the you know, opportunities to be a part of one of the biggest sports shows in the country. And the lab. How long have we been together? What, almost oh, 13, man. 15, 18 years? Yeah, now? it's going on at least 13, at least 13 years. It might be a little bit longer than that, Jay. But, yeah, we've been doing it for a long time, man. So, you know, we got to keep it rolling, right? Make this the best year yet. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, AJ, I appreciate the call, man. I'll get with you. I'll, I'll definitely uh, get with you a little bit later on. All right, my brother. Okay, man. I'll talk to you, Doc. Have a good evening. Yes, sir. You too, Doc. 
There we go. Jay has checking in. Yeah, y'all don't know, man. Jay has is one of the most active brothers in the city. We talked about the proclamation that he got from uh, from the mayor um, a few weeks back. I mean, that that man's always on the move doing something. He had a backpack giveaway uh, for the kids to go back to school with. He's always doing something. So definitely appreciate Jay taking a little bit of time. But yeah, uh, things get a little rowdy at, at nighttime. Me and Jay, you all will, will be um, surprised to find us all over the place. We just popped into shenanigans. I've not been to shenanigans before we went to shenanigans last night did a little karaoke had a little fun watching some games talking a little football talking to, uh, with uh, some of the sports fans about L athletics um you know jock sports bar and grills are one of the spots that, that we hang out a, a lot with so we're always somewhere so if, if y'all have a hangout for me let me know because me and jay are always out and about so you know i mean it's it, it's it's always something up and popping. But I tell you what, I want to go ahead and get to you all's text messages. I've been very slow on getting to the text messages, so um, I, I want to get to those before the end of the show. 502-414-1450. If you uh, have any thoughts on anything that you've heard today, uh, you still have a few minutes to be able to get in there. But Texter says, good morning, Wake Up 502. Main event, our football culture. He says, ne- next week is football time. Will main event have a pregame or a postgame on Friday? Um, that's a good question. Um, I-, I think we may do a uh, a podcast um make sure you check out wakeup502.com or follow me on uh, at rashan uh, r-a-a-s-h-a-a-n um i i think we may uh try to do some podcasting from down there in atlanta um so you know we'll be on some sort of a, a, a facebook live or um uh, uh, Twitter Live, something like that. Um, uh, trying to get that set up. I don't know from what uh, spot it will be as of yet, but make sure you stay tuned for that. If not, we'll probably do maybe some sort of a uh, recording or, or pre-show on that Thursday. Uh, but stay tuned. Uh, we're going to definitely get that fleshed out here over the next couple of days. Um, so, so definitely plan to do something to kind of do your your Georgia Tech breakdown and, and all that good stuff um, before the, the start of the season. He says, uh, he says, will you be um, – at the show next Saturday. Um, no, the, the, because we will be down in Atlanta, we will be returning from Atlanta uh, next Saturday. There, there will not be a show um, on next Saturday. Um, so, you know, we will do something once we get back in town. I know that we're going to um, try to uh, broadcast from the field uh, there and do kind of a, a wrap. Uh, so make sure you uh, stay tuned uh, to the Twitter and Facebook pages. I will have that information on there. Um, we'll get that up and posted uh, once the, the game goes final with our thoughts uh, uh, players of the games, uh, just thoughts on the game in general. So we will have a lot of uh, information coming out. We won't be uh, live on the radio because of that, but uh, definitely we'll have those breakdowns for you guys on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you like to get your uh, Wake Up 502 information. Uh, so we will have that out there. Uh, he says, and stay in North Atlanta. Be alert at a gas station. Yeah, I saw that breakdown talking about all the craziness going down in Atlanta, where to go, where not to go. Trust me, me and Haven Harrington are uh, uh, Atlanta veterans uh so we know where to and where not to go but you know that that's what haven's second city uh he has a sister that lives down there as well so you know uh trust me we're in good hands when we go to the atl um texter says uh the kp mafia and haven was on me because uh of the battle of atlantis he says i said louisville probably would go zero and three only because we don't know what KP's offense or defense is. Yeah, I, they did make the announcement that but for the Battle for Atlantis uh, for 2024, Louisville will be a part of the Battle for Atlantis. Definitely uh, some stiff competition. 
Uh, you know, now uh, win loss records. I don't know. I, like I, 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 you know, I have a hard enough time knowing who's going to play on the 2023 roster. So trying to figure out who's going to be on the 2024 roster, I, I have no idea. Um, so you know, I, I don't know. Um, who's going to be on the roster? Honestly, I don't know who the coach is going to be. I mean, you know, if I'm keeping it 100, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if Kenny Payne's still going to be here in 2024. We'll have to wait and see on that. So, uh, it, it's good to always be a part of those early season tournaments. It's a great showcase for the uh, university. Um, you know, so the hope is that Louisville's in a good spot and can, you know, show well. Uh, so we'll just see uh, what happens on that. Um, shout out to Shikari Richardson. Yes, absolutely. Shikari got it done. Uh, won the world championships. Uh, she's on a comeback mission uh, trying to get her name and the uh, United States flag on top um, of the women's division of track. Um, so she, she did get that done. That's the first step. I definitely want to see her come back and make a big splash at the Olympics after um, you know getting, not being able to represent uh, her country uh, the last time around at the last Olympics. So definitely shout out Shikari. Um, Texter says, uh, what's going on with all these wrestlers passing away? Uh, you know, Bray Wyatt, um, you know, just a, a very, very shocking, shocking development there. Uh, apparently had some sort of heart ailment, a heart issue leading to his uh, untimely demise uh, at only 36 years old. So I don't know, man. I mean. You know, you think all this uh, rigorous training that's going on, you have the COVID stuff. We know that COVID um, can exasperate uh, any uh, pre-existing issues that you have going on. And it sound like, uh, sounded like uh, Bray had some issues going on with, uh, with his heart already. Um, so, you know, that, that definitely does not help those types of situations. But it is unfortunate. Uh, very unfortunate. So I hated to hear about his passing. Um, so, you know, thoughts go out to uh, his family as well as the WWE family as well and anybody who loved uh, watching him. One of the more interesting characters uh, in the WWE universe uh, was Bray Wyatt. So shout out to him and his family uh, for that. Uh, Texter says, uh, Myers, you're rooting for sad success, but KP's failure. <laughs> Kevin, why are you always on me? Kevin, I feel like Kevin just, I annoy him to, to no end, but I appreciate Kevin. I want Kevin to call in, though. Kevin, you always text the show. I want you to give the call in to 502-384-1450 so we can talk it over. We, I want to chop it up with you so we can have a man-on-man conversation and we can hash out our differences. <laughs> but uh, I'm not rooting for KP's failure. That's first of all. Okay. Yes. Am I recruiting for? Uh, am I rooting for Satterfield success? I don't know if rooting is is the word the word I'd use. I'd say that um, I'll be interested to see how he does, but I am not rooting for him to fail. If that makes any sense, I'm very interested to see how Satterfield does. I do think he's a good coach, and, and I'd like to be interested to see uh, you know what he can do at Cincinnati, uh, especially heading into the Big Twelve. I, I think it's uh, going to be very interesting. And we'll just have to see how that whole thing goes. But I don't know necessarily say I, I'm rooting for Satterfield as much as it is I am intrigued with how he does. Um, I'll put it like that. But definitely I don't wish any ill will against him. And the same thing with KP. I am not rooting for Kenny Payne to fail. Like, that's not the case. Just because I'm critical of what somebody does because they're making head-scratching decisions, uh, which this coaching staff has, 
that doesn't mean I'm rooting for them to fail. That means that, you know what, you need to get it together. Just like I said, Louisville, Louisville basketball deserves better than some of the things that have been done so far. That's honesty. That's not rooting for failure. That's wanting better. If anything, I'm being critical in, in hopes that, you know, there's a turnaround that happens because I want to see Louisville do well. I want to see, um, you know, that the program succeed. That means Kenny Payne. That means the coaching staff. That means the players on the team. I want to see everybody succeed because guess what? I don't want to sit through another crappy year of sitting in the Yum Center watching Louisville get busted by 20 every week. Like, so why would I want that man to fail? That last season sucked having to sit through that. So I definitely don't want to see that. I want to see Louisville do well. So, Kevin, not rooting for KP's failure. I want him to do better. But you know what? He needs to do better and get, you know, hold up his end of the bargain, period, point blank. Anyway. I wasn't even going to talk about Kenny Payne today, you know, just because it's, you know, it's, it's football season. Week zero, I want to talk about Notre Dame and Navy. <laughs> a texter says, um, so what did Snoop say uh, about he was surprised that the, the that the, uh, uh, not Snoops, uh, Stoops. He had said Snoops on the text message. What did Stoops say about he was surprised the Governor Cup was in Louisville? Uh, it says, Brian needs to run up the score on Kentucky and keep the Governor's Cup in Louisville for the next seven years. Seven years. Yeah, you know, they had a little uh, uh, Governor's Cup luncheon where Brian and, and Stoops were there, and Stoops said he was surprised to see the Governor's Cup in, in, in the uh, uh, 502 area code because, you know, it pretty much lives in Lexington now, which was a good snap. Hey, you know what? To the victor goes the spoils. I can't hate on Mark Stoops. Uh, when you win, you can talk smack. So, you know, until Louisville goes out there and shuts him, shuts him up, you can't really do anything. So, you know, I have to give it to him. It's like, yeah, you know what? Y'all been kicking our butt here for the last several years. But I think that Louisville – I personally think Louisville has a new trick for him. Uh, you know, so, but you know what? We got to do it. We got to see it. So uh, I, I know that Jeff Brown has probably stuck that on a uh, billboard somewhere. And one thing I don't have to worry about is a guy who doesn't have passion and doesn't understand the rivalry. So – um, I definitely think that Louisville's going to have something for Jeff Brown or for uh, Mark Stoops uh, this upcoming year, the Governor's Cup game uh, in Louisville. By the way, uh, so y'all got to bring y'all's tails down this way. So uh, just come on, see. Let's see what happens. Uh, lastly, Texter says uh, the only thing I'm worried about for the football season um, is the, that will uh, hurry is the, the COVID spike that's happening right now. He says that could be a question for Jeff Brom on how he is keeping the team safe from the COVID spike. Louisville football and basketball was burned bad by the COVID a couple years ago. Yeah, I, I, I think that we're in a different area with the COVID. Like, I don't think there's going to be any um, COVID shutdowns. I haven't heard of any of that type stuff. Pretty much they're handling COVID now the way they handle uh, cold and flu, where, you know, if a player is sick and showing symptoms, it's just about, you know, kind of isolating them from the team and you keep it moving until, you know, that they're healthy enough to be out there. But I don't think there's going to be any more contact tracing. I don't think there's going to be any more uh, shutting down of games and, you know, having to contact trace everybody and anybody who was around them sitting down. They're not really doing that anymore, so I don't think that you'll have any big um, uh, absences where you have whole position groups uh, leaving like they did. I think that was, what, the Virginia game where Louisville didn't have a single defensive lineman or something like that. I remember there was a game earlier um, in the whole COVID thing in 2021 after uh, they brought football back where Louisville did not have – no, maybe it was Wake Forest. I think it was, I think it was the Wake Forest game, the one Wake Forest game that uh, Satterfield lost – uh, they did not have any defensive linemen and yet and still almost beat Wake Forest uh, without a defensive line. Uh, it was one of uh, Malik Cunningham's better games. Um, but, no, I, I don't think we'll see uh, anything like that um, anymore. 
So I, I think we're past that. So unless there's just some new, very, very aggressive strain that's like, uh, you know, killing people and all that stuff. I just I don't think there's going to be a lot with that. I think that we're kind of past that. Hopefully, thank you know, praying uh, that we don't have to go back into any sort of a global pandemic type situations again. That that was not fun. Um, so I, I would not want to see that. But I, I tell you what, man, it it has it, it is a it is football season. I, I really appreciate all you guys, uh, in, you know, in, input this morning. I definitely thank uh, Leanne Herring uh, for for joining us as well. Uh, was super super excited to hear her voice. Um, it's time, y'all. It's time for football. Um, you know, we, we talked about once again Notre Dame Navy that will be on NBC uh, coming up two thirty p.m. Make sure uh, you know you check it out somewhere. Get out, be amongst the people. Football is to be shared by your friends and family. So get out there, enjoy that. Uh, you know, out there in, in Dublin, Ireland for Notre Dame Navy. Um, of course, uh, Hawaii Vanderbilt's going to be on the SEC Network. That's a seven thirty kickoff there. That uh, aforementioned uh, USC San San Jose State game uh, that'll be coming to you on the Pac twelve Network. So uh, you know, it, everybody know a dude that knows how to hook up a fire stick. Y'all might need the fire stick for that one. So <laughs> check that one out. Other than that, other games on the slate: UTEP Jacksonville, which I could care a little less than zero about. I may check out a little bit of that. Um, UMass in Mexico State. I didn't even. Even though UMass had a football team, and I'm just playing. Uh, uh, Ohio, San Diego State, as well as uh, Florida International uh, taking on Louisiana Tech in the nightcap on CBS Sports Network. Uh, that one will be at uh, kickoff at 9 o'clock. So, hey, we got football back, y'all. Super, super excited. Like I said, no uh, no live show next week, but we will definitely have a lot of uh, content and a lot of things coming out um, about what's going to be upcoming. Big shout-out to Jamaica Flavor. Uh, my dad uh, did, had a, a great, great showing out there at 21st in Germantown on Thursday. If you did not have the opportunity to check them out, make sure you all get out to 21st in Germantown. I know that they'll be back out again at some point very, very soon. Make sure you check me out. I will have more information on that again go to wakeup502.com uh we could you can now purchase tickets starting at 33 dollars for both the louisville georgia tech game down in atlanta as well as the louisville notre dame game we got tickets uh there as well that you can get uh at discounted prices um so make sure you check out wakeup502.com uh to check on those tickets as well check on um you know we have information coming up on tailgates we'll be tailgating for the louisville home games uh we will have more information coming up on that uh so make sure you stay tuned to wake up 502 or at Rashan, that's R-A-A-S-H-A-A-N, as well as at M-E Sports um, for Haven Harrington or at That Boy's Good for Joe Kelly. Uh, but I tell you what, y'all, it is time to get out of there. So we're going to go ahead, play this theme song, and we're going to be rolling out of here. This is Rashawn Myers for Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly, and we out of here. And we are definitely Alabama, coming to your city. Georgia, trying to get on down to Florida for the game. Tailgate, join the convoy on the freeway, headed north to see them. Look